Hey friends, in this episode, we're covering self-care and leadership with a focus on preventing burnout. What you're going to find that's really interesting is there's something universal, whether you're the stay-home mom or you're in the boardroom closing the deal. There is that one thing that everybody experiences that causes burnout. We'll be giving you some tips on how to create a self-care routine to prevent the burnout, as well as some other fun things along the way. So stay with me. I've got you covered. Hey there, you're listening to the Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm Sharon Hughes, and on this show, we talk about mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be, with tips, strategies, and interviews to help you create a life you love. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's go. On today's show, I have an associate pastor from Inland Hills Church in Chino, California. He is passionate about helping leaders dial in their self-care to prevent burnout and overwhelm. Welcome to the show, Brian Murphy. I'm going to stand up. (laughs) There we go. It's Monday, people. It's Monday. We've been laughing the whole way through. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the show. Sharon, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to start off with a whole lot of laughs. So leaders cannot take leadership so seriously and neglect their self-care. No, that absolutely. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we, we tend to get all up in our head and, and uh, how am I, is what I'm communicating landing and, and how are people perceiving me? I think, you know, <laughs> The the essence of leadership is sometimes just being a decent human being. <laughs> mm, yeah, I could I completely agree. Let's talk about being a decent human being. <laughs> Do we need to define that for the audience? Like <laughs> these are the do's and don'ts of being a decent human being. Well, when I think of, when I think about that, I think of simply just thinking of others period. Just thinking of others. And if you go into any conversation, you go to any meeting or any, um, anything that you're doing, and if the end goal is how can I bring value into this conversation, into this meeting, into um, whatever I'm producing or creating, I think that helps put you in a posture of thinking about the other person, kind of coming around the table and um, empath- empathizing and um, simply just adding value. I think when you think about a decent human being, you're, you're adding value. It's, it's, it's not just about you, but, but it is about you as well. Because if you don't have anything to give, then you're not adding value. So it's kind of this weird chicken and the egg thing. Like mm-hmm. you have to first put yourself first in order to add value to other people um, in order to be, if we're using the decent human being thing, whatever that means, um, <laughs> in order to be a decent human being, you, you first need to kind of check yourself. I think of the, you know, you probably heard this analogy. You're, you're flying and you, you know, your you, emergency procedures, you put your, your, um, your mask on prior to helping someone else. It's kind of the same analogy, like mm-hmm. putting yourself first um, helps put others um, helps you to be able to add value to others. Mm-hmm. I think people tend to get confused between what is empathy and sympathy. 
because I was talking to somebody else in leadership and they said to me, how do you not cross the boundaries of the workplace? So, yeah. So what, what would your advice be to that leadership individual that needs to really understand how to be empathetic, how to be sympathetic when it's appropriate, but how to not cross a personal boundary? Like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm here to serve you and add value, but not be off-putting to the, the other person. I think leading with questions really helps knowing where the boundaries are in, in a conversation. Um, sympathy is, is kind of, um, I, I think of it as just, just saying statements like, oh, I'm so sorry, like that must be terrible. Or, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. You know, I really feel for you. Can I bring you a meal? Like that's good and all. But a step further, empathy, I think about it's it's more, I think, question-based. Like, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Or why are you feeling that way? Mm-hmm. Or you you said something. This is what I heard. And is that true? Um, have you talked to the other person about this? So you're, 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 coming, at a, you're coming from a, a place of curiosity mm-hmm. and understanding. Like, you want to understand. You want to empathize. You want to, as best as you can feel what they're feeling or see what they're seeing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I've identified the two. It's um, so much of, and to kind of answer about boundaries, so much of what leadership is, is simply asking questions and just being curious. It's it's Mm -hmm. always being curious and always just um, uh, um, asking clarifying questions, Mm -hmm. not, not manipulative probing questions like that. You're, you, you want to get this end result, like, um, but, but just curious questions of, of simply, well, tell me more about that. I think that question alone, um, can help identify boundaries and can help, um, really for you as a leader to be understand, um, where that person is and Mm -hmm. knowing what to further ask and what to, to not further ask. Yeah, that's really good. So what would be a way that a leader can be, because you said putting themselves first and the example was putting on your, your oxygen mask, but in day-to-day life, what would be an example of how we can, in a healthy way, put ourselves first so we don't fall into like narcissism or pride or that we have all the answers, but what is that self-care piece for a leader so that they can serve more effectively? Well, everyone is obviously wired differently and they all are, their internal clock is all different. So for me, um, uh, prior to kids, it was my evening. Um, it was it was time and you got to, you have to know yourself a little bit and do some investigating and what kind of makes you um, function and, and what, what makes you uh, come alive. And, and for me, it's um, I, I get re-energized by reading, by being, being by myself, by taking some deep breaths and taking some alone time. And, and I know when I'm doing that, it allows, it fills my tank in order to be able to pour out. And I think if we just take day by day, um, for example, where I'm at now with, um, with, with three, um, three girls and, and married and it's, you know, it's, it's fun and it's busy and all that. Um, I, I've had to kind of 
rework my schedule in that I, I wake up early. I wake up between 4.30 and 5. Um, and I, I need that hour, hour and a half to, um, to meditate, to just kind of quiet my mind and, and breathe. Mm-hmm. And um, so my morning routine, just kind of walk you through it. It's, um, it's a silence. Um, I, I meditate for about 10 or 15 minutes and just kind of focus on my breath and just kind of get re like centered into the moment of, of what today is um, and leave tomorrow really, you know, in the past. Um, and then um, I do some affirmations just kind of helps re- remind myself of, of truths and of, uh, of goals that I set out to do. Like, uh, you know, I am a loving and caring father. Oh yeah, that's right. And those, those reminders as simple, whatever those are for you that make you tick, um, just to kind of remind yourself of, of that, that version or that vision that you see in yourself. Like I, I am a, engaging in, you know, uh, a communicator, you know, okay, what does that look like? But so it's reminding yourself of those, of those truths that, you know, that is in you. So that's affirmation. Um, and then I do a little visioning. I just kind of remind myself of goals where I'm at. Um, and then I, um, I journal, I just kind of, I think a big part of setting yourself up to be able to offer value to others is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think the, the foundation of, of, um, self-care, self-health, whatever you want to call it, self-leadership is, is simply gratitude. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the morning, I just list three simple things that I'm grateful for in that moment. Something I can truly like feel, not just like um, just to list it because I'm supposed to list it. Like I'm thankful for my girls. Like obviously that is true, um, you know, and, and some mornings I might feel that stronger than other mornings. So I'll, I'll list it. But <laughs> It could be, it could be, I'm just simply thankful for this breath because, um, without this breath, I wouldn't have this moment and I wouldn't have today and I wouldn't be able to make an impact today. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my morning is this, is setting myself up for what is to come today. The, um, as, a um, uh, just someone who's constantly, you know, um, reading and goal setting, it's, it's, it's easy to get stuck in the tomorrows and it's easy to get Mm -hmm. stuck into the, yeah, but, and I'm not there yet. And, and also to even look back and like, I can't believe, you know, I did that, or I can't believe that I should be, I should be further along than I I, I want to be where I'm currently at. Mm -hmm. But the moment that you, you get, you get control of, um, of just that quietness of today, and the value that you want to bring into today. I think that puts you in a posture of whatever conversation, because um, it's, it's, it's like doing, it's doing, it's, it's doing today, either, either you're being reactive or proactive. You're kind of doing, you're kind of doing life, you know, on your heels and you're, mm-hmm. you're just kind of pushed back on the wall or you're, you're pressing in, you're playing a little bit more offense of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, that morning for me has put me in a position to be able to, to, more often than not operating in that, but obviously things are going to come at you and life's going to hit you and there's going to be curveballs and there's going to be ups and downs. Um, but just having that, um, just that, that space kind of helps you be able to, um, to know what to do in those moments of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So you talked about how you start your morning and that you, 
you do some meditating. And being that you are a, a pastor at a non-denominational Christian church, people are going to go, really? The pastor meditates? <laughs> because so, so many traditional Christians really identify meditation with, you know, it's kind of woo-woo, it's a little new age, it's very Eastern thought. So unpack for us how you meditate in a way that still aligns with traditional like Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I know that that word um, can kind of, you know, get confusing. Um, so for me, it's simply just breathing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just focusing on my breath. And and the, the, the goal is to just quiet my mind mm-hmm. and um, to quiet my mind and to read the Bible and to be able to hear what God wants to speak into me in that day. If I'm going into that conversation or if I'm going into um, reading the Bible with, um, with uh, thoughts running through my head, with um, conversations playing through my head from yesterday, last week, or thinking about conversation that I need to have um, today, um, that doesn't allow me to show up to my most important relationship with his, which is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm not at least making an effort to quiet my mind and allowing him to speak into me and what he has for me, um, I think I, I've kind of missed the mark. So meditating or what do you want to call it or breathing um, and just silencing your thoughts is a way, is a tool, simply it's a tool to just help quiet those thoughts and to get you in a, in a, a mindset of just being able to receive. Um, so one of the breathing exercises I like to do is I just simply breathe in through my nose and I count to four. I hold it for four and I exhale through my mouth, uh, count of eight. And I just okay. do that like 10 times. And it, it's amazing that it just kind of just quiets the moment. And um, if I had to just sum up meditation for me, it's just quieting the moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, sometimes you're not going to be able to silence every thought. Sometimes you will be but most often you're not going to be, but you can at least quiet the moment to be able to receive. Right. Yeah. And I think that people really struggle with quieting their mind. It's just the constant, I call it crazy brain, you know, one, one random thought after another. And you and I know that we battle pretty hard in our minds just as, as a people group, like just the fight is always in your mind. Mm -hmm. So people that I come in contact with will say, you know, they they think this and they think that and that their thoughts tend to like spin out of control. So I think that that exercise that you just walked us through would really, really help with the thoughts spinning out of control. Mm -hmm. But what, What, oh, go ahead. I was going to say what else has helped is um, I have a, a $15 therapist and it's a, it's a notebook (laughs) <laughs> and if anyone else got a hold of, hold of this notebook, I, I'd probably be in trouble. But it's 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 a notebook. It's it's really a prayer notebook. And I just started with whatever I'm feeling. Just my mind is just racing and racing and racing. Mm-hmm. I just have to get it out on paper. Not not type it out. Not not get my phone and and write it. But something about going from pen to paper and just saying God and then blah. 
um, however long yeah. it, you know, it takes just to get it out on paper. It helps really release those thoughts and it helps get perspective on those thoughts. And like, you know what, that thought right there, that's not true. Or you know what, that is true. I need to press it more into that. But that's another way that if I'm feeling just um, overwhelmed with, you know, my mind chatter, which is a lot of the times, is, um, is first, you know, silencing my, my thoughts through meditation and, um, and also just releasing those thoughts from pen to paper really has helped. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I call that a brain dump. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> Just get it all out. Yep. What is the biggest source of burnout that you see in leadership, whether it's in the ministry arena or it's, you know, in the corporate world or or even the stay-home mom that's, you know, dealing with a couple of young kids or getting everybody to soccer practice? Is there is there like a universal thing that causes burnout? I think maximizing the non-essentials mm. um, is what I've experienced. And I think us as leaders, we need to be able to clarify what the vision is and what the expectations are. Because mm-hmm. as you're leading, um, it could be your family, it could be your team. Um, the chances are <clears throat> they want to produce and they they want to achieve and and they want to do good things and they want to live a life purposed um but if we as leaders aren't identifying markers or we're not identifying what is essential um that's when i have seen leaders trying to do everything at once and everything is important everything is is you know do or die and mm-hmm. and it the more you operate in that, the more you expend yourself and the more energy you, you, you know, cause you're just spinning around and spinning around. And the, the thing that I've seen is that you'll never escape your way to fulfillment and purpose. You, you have to feel your emotions and you have to pause and rest and take inventory. Mm-hmm. And that takes time and that takes intentionality and building in, for me, it's the morning and that's just mm-hmm. what, what works for me. Um, but it could be, you know, as you wind down in the evening, taking inventory and just feeling, taking time to feel, I think is important. I think sometimes we can't always, you know, go with our emotion, everything we, we think, feel, and we're going to do, but we need to, I think our emotions are telling us something that mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to. Right. Um, yeah. I think what you described is just like that leads to such overwhelm. Right. Just yeah. all the things. Yeah. So what I'm really hearing from you is that daily you have to take into account being purposeful and intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I really love that. And I think that we we tend to get so busy and so overwhelmed that we mm-hmm. literally just forget to be intentional and purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having that, being purposeful starts with having something that you're aiming at. Um, so that's, that's, you know, with, you know, goal setting and, and, you know, that's all important. And there's so many ways that you can, you can, you know, set goals, but, um, 
having a clear vision of the day, having a clear vision of where you want to go. Um, because um, even in my uh, situation at, you know, uh, the church, there, there were plans and there, there is vision and there is direction and there's a, there is a hard turn and okay, that's not going to be our reality. And no matter how much we, you know, a goal set it or plan for, and like, those are still kind of arbitrary things in the future that we're hoping to reach that we may never reach. And to be able to pivot and to be able to have a deeper purpose than just wanting to lose weight or, you know, wanting to get a raise or wanting to, you know, own your own business. All those can be good, but if it never happens, there needs to be a deeper sense of purpose into what you're called to do. Mm. And I think that's the meat of the matter right there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So how do you think someone really finds their purpose? That's a great question. I think, I think there's things that make our heart beat fast and it's only unique to who we are and how we're wired. Mm -hmm. It really goes back to, and I, I, I keep going back to, I think the catalyst is, is having that intentional time of finding what makes your heart beat fast. And in order to do that, to do that, you need to pause. I think the moment you find what purpose and passion peak performance comes. Um, so all that stuff on goal setting and all that stuff on how to create healthy habits is, is, is all good and amazing. And operating at peak performance is, is something that I think most of us strive for, but having a true sense of purpose and passion is, I think one of the questions to ask yourself is what, what do you, what makes your heart beat fast? And when I really started asking myself that question, um, it took a few years to be able to articulate what, what that is. And so what makes your heart beat fast could also be what makes your heart break. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I see high level leaders, it could be, it could be in the church world. It could be, um, in the business world. Um, but my heart is, is mainly for, uh, the church and, and, uh, and Christian business owners. Um, so when I see or hear, and I've seen, um, you know, some leaders just burn out and, and that makes my heart break. And so really the heart of what I do with self-leadership, it has been birthed out of seeing pain, mm -hmm. um, has been, um, seeing leaders, um, operating in overwhelm, burning out. And I'm not saying I have it all together, mm -hmm anything like that, because I still get overwhelmed from time to time. And I still get, you know, all up in my head. But I've been able to identify truths that have helped me and others operate at a high level, but also stay um, balanced and true to the things that we say matter most to us, i.e. Mm -hmm. family, um, um, hobbies or whatever. There's, there's time for all of that. And in order to do, to do that, you just need to, you need to get crystal clear on what makes your heart beat fast. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I see so many people that are, you know, they're 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 searching for their their significance. They're searching for their purpose. Right. And I think that that when they, when you don't know your purpose can really really lead to burnout because you're just kind of chasing this, you're chasing that. That's another another aspect of um you know, needing to get really centered and get quiet with yourself. But you said something that made me, I forget what you said, that made me think of how you just have to really know yourself. And what I observe is that people really don't know themselves. It's not something that's taught in school. You know, like now there's so many personality tests and things like that you can take to just like really understand more of how you're wired but in this search for fulfillment that people have, they're not stopping to see, well, what does make my heart beat fast? What, mm. what does break my heart? They just go from thing to thing to thing. It's like scrolling through Instagram. You stop, you look at something. Okay, that's cool. You hit a like. Oh, mm. that's sad. Okay, maybe you leave a, a crying emoji and you're on to the next thing. <laughs> right, like, right. It's just like record speed and right. our brains are just flying through information and we're not stopping and getting really centered and breathing, like you mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. and, and finding our center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that leads to a lot of burnout and overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few years ago, I, um, I very much just wasn't protecting my inputs mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know if I'd call it a burnout, maybe it's burnout. Um, but through not protecting my inputs and the influences that I was allowing in, um, my output started being out of character and not what I wanted. And that tension is, is painful. It's, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that you don't, you don't want to do, but you do mm -hmm. anyways. And, um, and it, it took a bit to realize, you know, from uh, being, um, uh, for me, it, you know, I was being 60, 70 pounds overweight and um, that attributed to part of knowing yourself is part of knowing how you cope mm. and um, how I would cope. And sometimes from time to time still from stress is, um, is by eating mm -hmm. and, um, and not good stuff and um, cracking open a soda or whatever right. and it's just that kind of numbing feeling and I got in this cycle of just coping and of just reacting kind of doing life just on my heels mm -hmm. and letting life just hit and, and push me around and um, it was tough even even you know having kids didn't really it changed some but it didn't much like for a little bit like yeah i'm gonna you know i want to be healthy i want to be present i want to you know run around with with my girls and you know that would that would only go so far honestly mm -hmm. and um it wasn't until um it was introduced to um a few kind of uh, like personal development books and started understanding 
the inputs I was allowing in from be it media, mm-hmm. um, um, talk radio, all that mm-hmm. stuff I was allowing in. And when you're getting bombarded with that, um, at least for me, it's hard to, it's hard to discern what is reality and what is not. And when you're just getting inputted by so much heartbreak and so much things that you can't even control, right. you start letting it affect your heart, your soul, your mind, that can only have um, uh, an, an impact and influence on how you live out your daily life. And um, identifying that and, and just kind, kind of just like stopping. And what has helped me in, in identifying, we talk about purpose and it's such a big word, um, but um, uh, what, what I did through um, was, was, was goal setting. And, and all, that, all I did was I just asked myself the question, okay, who do I want to be a year from now? Hmm. And I didn't really like follow a formula. I just got a piece of, you know, yellow legal pad out and I got a pen and I just wrote down all the things that if, if finances weren't a thing or if health wasn't, wasn't a thing or if, you know, if, if, if everything was on the table, what would I want to do um, or, or become a year from now? And, you know, the first, yeah, I listed 50 things. The first, you wow. know, 20, 25 are, are pretty, you know, um, if we're honest, are, are, are kind of materialistic. And, and uh, I think once you get kind of past that, you really start have to, you have to start um, sinking a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great to live in that house. But, but why? And asking yourself why at least three times really helps get to the heart of it. Well, why do you want to live in that house? Well, because, um, because my friend has a, a big house and I, I think I, sh- I should get a big house. Well, why do you think you should get a big house? Well, because I deserve it. Well, why do you deserve it? And you start cutting layers at it and you start identifying what truly matters to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be present for my kids. Well, well, why do you want to be present for your kids? Because that's what good fathers do. Well, why do good fathers do that? Well, so they can have an influence on their life. Well, why should they have the influence on life? Because when they get older, you want them to be, you want to have a foundation of them to be able to have discerning um, judgment. Mm -hmm. Okay. That brings a lot more purpose into being present as a father than just being present as a a father. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. Peeling back the layers of, of the why. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think we can get really stuck in, in the one answer of the why, like just, Oh, I want a big house. Okay. Why? Well, because it's cool. <laughs> and right. we stop. We stop. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Keep asking the why that's a great takeaway is just keep asking why I love that. I love that. So you have a podcast coming up, getting ready to launch probably Ooh. when this, when this drops, I think you'll already be live with it. That's right. Tell us about that. Yeah. So again, this, this kind of spurred on from uh, wanting to get this message of self-leadership out there. And um, some of the um, people that I've had an opportunity to connect with and learn from and be mentored by um, are going to be guests on this podcast and I'm going to be able to pick their brain on kind of 
what self-leadership and self-care is in their world and offer the main reason is simply to add value and add resources right. and i think the more the more voices we can get centered around this topic of self-leadership i think the more people can be able to relate with like um so rather just having one voice on it i want to be able to pick the brains of a lot of these people who value self-leadership and are and are operating at a high level of influence so that's what that's what the podcast is all about. It's called Self Leadership with Brian Murphy, and um, and the plan is is uh, yeah it'll it's it'll already be out by the time this drops, and uh, it's going to be a weekly a weekly show. I love it. I can't wait to hear it. All right, I'll have that linked up below in the show notes. So if you'd like to connect with Brian, you can find him at selfleadershipmastery.com, and then. He's got a blog on there that's got a lot of great content. So you can dig into that as well. And then also I'll have your Instagram linked up. He's at Brian Murphy if you are on Instagram. And of course, if you're in Southern California and you'd like to connect with him, he is the associate pastor at Inland Hills Church in Chino. And I'll have that linked below as well. Thank you so much, Brian. I just, I love, I love that that you meditate, that you're focused on getting centered, that you, you walk with people in leadership about how to, how to get to the next level and, and manage all the things that are in their head. That's just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for um, having this conversation. This was, this is a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. And come back anytime, especially after your podcast goes live. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And once again, everybody look at the show notes below. It'll all be linked up here. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed that conversation with Brian. If you did, please leave me a review or drop me a comment. I'd really love to hear from you. And of course, share this content out so that others can find value as well. I'd really like to know if you were able to see some ways that you can create a self-care routine so you can prevent being burned out. And what did you think? Because this is my biggest takeaway about how not to get stuck in the tomorrows. Wow, that's like hashtag truth bomb right there. And also, what about that $15 therapist? That was pretty good. I hope you did enjoy this. I'm so glad that you're here. And as always, friends, I wish you every good thing. name yeah. Murphy <laughs> okay <clears throat> that'll be edited Are you sure that was good <laughs> that was really good solid start it was a solid start <laughs>